Hello, hip-hop heads and horror fans. This is your host, Gabby, a.k.a. 7 Octobers. Welcome to my podcast, Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue. Today's episode features Sirkari. Sirkari has been putting on for the city, especially for the South Bay, which is where he resides. I first saw Sirkari perform at the Salty Frog at the beginning of the year. He killed his performance. Uh, his man in the mirror joint is one of my favorites. Uh, he is a creative entrepreneur and rapper. Without further ado, check out the interview and hope you all enjoy it. All right. Uh, please introduce yourselves uh, to those who might not know who you are. Uh, what up? My name is Sir Kari, um, representative of 619, you know, gang, etc. Yo, happy to be here. Thank All you for right. having me. Ain't no problem. Uh, please tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got into rapping. And then if you can touch a little bit about, you know, your collective and tell us a little bit about that for those who might not know. Yeah. Um, to be completely honest with you, I actually started rapping when I was seven years old. Um, I got into it. Just off the interest of the attention that it gave me, um, you know, my, my family used to get really excited when I started rapping. My teachers would get excited. I used to carry a, a notebook around with me okay. whenever I thought of something, I'd write it down. I mean, I'm only seven years old, so it's not like the hot stuff, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they thought it was cute. You know, yeah. um, I started doing poetry for a little while. I entered a poetry slam when I was in seventh grade. Um, and that was like really my first experience, um, at least as an as an older kid. You know, okay. being in front of a crowd and reciting my, my rhymes, my lyrics, if you will. And um, I actually used to go to this surf camp as a kid as well. And they were one of the people who really, like, encouraged me, too, because they would let me perform. They used to have these dance nights on Wednesdays, and they would let me perform. And I'm, like, maybe, like, 10. You oh, know wow. what I'm saying? 10, 11. Yeah. You know, uh, a kid, you know, performing. And it was really cool. My uncle wrote my first song, <laughs> and I used to recite it all the time. But, yeah, yeah you know, then time moved on. Uh, I ended up getting more interested in other things, you know, psychology, uh, coding, okay. working for and, uh, Google and stuff like that. That was, that was an interest of mine. Um, but then I went to a Mac Miller concert, and someone had asked me to, to freestyle. And my friend that was with me knew that this was a passion of mine and that I, this was something I was good at. And I got nervous. I froze. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I remember I, uh, when I came home, you know, it was something that I just couldn't live down in, in my eyes. Yeah. So I really sat down, had the conversation with myself of whether or not this was something I wanted to do. And if not, what was it that I was going to do? And ultimately, it just came down to music. And that was yeah. what I decided to focus on since 2015. I've just been taking okay. it seriously. That's dope. Mm -hmm. And what about the You Know uh, collection? How did that come about? So You Know actually started um, with a couple of my friends. Um, we were tired of working our nine to fives. Um, we wanted to find an outlet through music. Okay. And uh, we had all known each other for a fairly long time. I, I don't usually explain it, but I think this is a decent time to do so as far as what you know means. Yeah. It actually means uh, day one. And the explanation of how that came to be was uh, we used to say things like day uno. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. my day uno. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> So I just dropped the D and the A, kept the Y, U, and O. Okay. So whenever I call someone my, you know, that's my day one. That's my day, okay. you know. That's dope. You know. Um, so that's how that kind of came together. And, and, you know, we've been rocking for, for quite some time now. Um, no group projects or anything like that. Um, just because there have been other things that I've been having my hands involved in. Okay. Uh, in regards to like 619, you know, events and other things along those lines. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely been quite the journey. That's cool. And how many of you guys are there, like in the collective? Uh, I want to say right now it's about three of us. Okay. You know, I'm sorry. 
Uh, that's definitely wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's four of us. At least four. I was only off by one, so it's okay. cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you guys have your individual stuff going on? Is that what's going on? or? Yeah, so, um, you know, just kind of going down. Uh, just, you know, my boy Dre, my boy Dre Rushmore, he's another artist as well that, that is closely associated with us who um, he recently dropped his album, Drago. Definitely recommend everyone go check that out. Real nice 90s West Coast vibes. Um, I also have my boy uh, Lo. He's a producer. Um, He's working on also getting his studio engineering craft up. Audio engineering, I should say. Um, Of course, I also have my boy Daryl B. Big shout out to Daryl B. He's he's one of my creative directors. He he also helps me with uh, just making decisions. You know what I mean? Whether it be business, financial, or if I just need someone to vent to, you know, he's one of the guys I turn to, and he's a, a very intricate part of of the gang. So. Um, as far as people that I can like officially say is like a part of 619 with a legitimate role, like mm-hmm. that's what I have right now. Okay. Um, but hey, if you're listening, we're, we're definitely looking for some camera guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might get in on that cause I just bought a camera. So, <laughs> okay, cool, cool. We don't have to have that conversation. I know, right? <laughs> All right. And then kind of moving a little bit uh, to like the hip hop side. Um, what made you fall in love with like rap and the hip hop culture? To be honest with you, I think it was really cool to me how I could express myself while at the same time I get to do something for someone else. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, whether they want to believe it or not, can be very self-serving in their craft. Um, I think music is one of the few crafts where, you know, you do something for yourself as well as for others. You know, Um, the things that you do in your life experiences, in your personal life, the things that you carry with you, your, your quote unquote demons that you're fighting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, a lot of people will kind of just take that and hold it in, you know, n- n- won't even seek therapy or any type of, you know, someone that they can trust this information with. Yeah. Um, and to me, I, I just didn't see that as the healthy way to do it. So when I started rapping and people would tell me how they were affected or how they took something from my music and it helped them through something. I really think that's cool. You know, that, yeah. that really brings me fulfillment, you know, especially considering a lot of things, you know, politically can be driven by music, you know, that's true. Um, influence just in general comes from music. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I think that's one of the things that really made me fall in love with it because there's so much power with words. Um, and there's even more power. I feel like when you put a beat behind it, Yeah, you know, um, so, yeah, I think I think that's really where my love came in. Uh, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be on some depressing stuff either. I think it's cool to be able to make people move and have a good time and and experience. And, you know, yeah, like some sort of emotion. Of, yeah. You know? Like I love to, to, you know, provoke some type of emotion with my music, you yeah. know, whether whether it's a laugh, whether it's a cry, whether it's like yeah. something you can do in the gym. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, I just like to provoke some type of emotion. That's Was there any like maybe like an artist or a song that like, damn, like that's what I want to do? <clears throat> Kanye, I think Kanye West when he dropped Graduation, yeah, I love that was album. was really yeah. one of the the moments in my life where I was like, wow, like I can really be grandiose and really take it to a level that maybe other people are scared to travel in, you know, yeah. maybe some other people are scared to reach. I, there's really a ceiling for some, and then there's just the topless roof for others. You know what I mean? That's true. And yeah. I and I try to put myself in that in that topless, you know, that, that no roof section yeah. as much as possible because, you know, I don't know. I feel like when you give yourself a ceiling, you're literally limiting yourself at the end of the day. That's true. So, um, yeah. 
that's kind of what I get from that. Kanye was definitely one of the influences. Jay-Z as well. Um, taking it back to even further. Um, well, I don't want to say too fur- too much further, but, you know, even Mob Deep, if we want to take it back to there. Yeah. Um, just the consistency that they had. You know, there was just so many, there were so many different influences. And don't even, don't even get me started on the Southern influences as well, from Slim Thug to UGK to, you know, I mean, Lil Kiki, everybody, like, you know, just yeah. the influence that Swisher House had on me in regards, and, and Ludacris as well in regards to delivery. There was just so many, there's so many different influences in my life because I've definitely been around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, a, there's a lot of dope music sometimes when you look back. Uh, the younger generation don't really like have that, I guess, because now there's so much music out there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we grew up in a good era where we saw like all these artists that kind of influenced from different sides of the world, you know? Yeah, the cream really rose to the top at that yeah. time. Yeah. Now it's kind of like you kind of got to fight to get You got to filter it through, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I always wanted to ask you this too, because I kind of joke around that I only know like people by their artist name. Mm-hmm. But like Sir Kari, uh, what is that with the moniker? What does it mean? Or is it actual name? Yeah, so <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't I didn't think a lot of people got their their names from their Instagram hang- handles. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, that's that's how I got it actually. So um, I had a I had a few names over time. I'm not going to say them all, but at least within the Kari <laughs> era of yeah. my music career, um, you know, it was Kari '95 Prime. I'm sorry, it was Kari Prime. It was uh, you know, I, I went by Chuck Sways for a very brief time, funny enough. You <laughs> yeah. know, nothing released under that name, thankfully. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but no, Sir Kari, I had eventually, you know, I just, I thought it looked good. Yeah. You know, I thought it was very simple while at the same time very interesting. My middle name is is Kari. I mean, it's it's something else, but it's Kari when it's shortened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and with that being said, it, it just seemed like something worth keeping as far as my Instagram handle is concerned. I remember yeah. sitting down. <laughs> With my boy Moss, man. Shout out Moss, OG Moss, man. I remember he he, advi- he had invited me to uh, rerun yeah. the store in Plaza. This is before it was rerun, though. I think it went by something else. I just can't remember what it is off the top. Mm-hmm. He had sat me down. He was like, "Yo, so Sir Kari, man, I get to, you know, I mean, it's really dope to sit down with you and really yeah. chop it up." I was like, "I like that." <laughs> <laughs> this is Sir Kari, huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's what we're going by. And it's stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And uh, you talked briefly right now about like 619. Um, you're like, it's like a platform, I guess you can say, because you have a podcast and everything. But if mm-hmm. you can tell us a little bit about it, like for those who might not know about your platform and what it is specifically, if it's like a podcast or what would you consider it? Truthfully, it's, it's more of an outlet, I feel like. Um, it's a group of creatives. So it's, a, you know, a platform for creatives made by creatives uh, with every intention of giving the creatives an outlet to get their stuff out. You know, um, we try to do events, you know, and not just, you know, the typical live performance events where, you know, you come through two hours of DJing and then the rest is live performances. No, we try to have art. We try to have vendors, uh, food, Mm -hmm. drinks, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, different aspects and things. And even some games sometimes. I remember when we had the 619 Cypher, we had that that little beanbag toss okay. game that was pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, just different things to kind of give people an experience. And San Diego hasn't really been the most welcoming when it comes to the hip-hop culture. And I've always taken an issue with that. I've always taken an issue with that, even before I got yeah. into the scene seriously. Yeah. You know, um, living on the west side, it's just like there's so much talent 
You know what I mean? There like is. you like you can just say that. You don't even need to know. Like that's true. Yeah. Like like there's no way coming out of California that there's not talent yeah. around you within a three five three to five mile yeah. radius. There's yeah. someone talented. So I used to get really frustrated with the fact that there wasn't really anyone showcasing this in the way that I felt they should be showcased. You know, other mm-hmm. people may feel differently. I'm sure there's people out here who've been feeling like they've been doing their shit. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And there have, are some. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, and I do need to give you your props, of course, your flowers as well. Because you. you are one of the people who definitely get in the cut and really interview certain folks that yeah. maybe don't have an outlet for that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, too, there are other folks as well where there, it's just clear favoritism. Yeah. You know, and that's not how I like to operate, especially considering there's such a variety of talent, a variety of sounds. Everybody deserves like a platform. Exactly. So that's that's what the 619 aim was supposed to be. Um, Essentially a platform for these guys and women as well Mm -hmm. to utilize and and have a space, you know, and not only just a space to perform, but a space to network as well. There were so many times where there was. Like, oh, I never knew about this artist. I, next thing you know, oh, damn, they live down the street from me. Like, oh, now they're collaborating yeah. now. And that <laughs> wouldn't have happened had you not shown up to this event, had you not taken part in this event, had That's you not, true. you yeah. know, just been a part of this network. And yeah. we do our best to keep everyone connected as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've worked with us, you know, we're, we're very big on communication. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. That's really dope that you're doing that, though. Because, like you said, uh, not a lot of people have that platform, or some people are more shy than others, especially they're still barely coming into the scene. Mm -hmm. So it's really dope that you're offering that, too. Um, Thank you. And uh, for the cypher, kind of to touch on that, because I saw the videos, it was really dope. Kind of sad I missed that. But um, uh, what do you think as far as when it comes to freestyle? Like, do you prefer, like, people spitting a written, or do you believe, like, spitting off the dome is, is better? Here's how I feel. Um, I personally don't like it when I say that I'm a rapper or a musician and right off the rap, right off the rip, they're like, all right, well, spit a freestyle. That does not qualify me as a rapper, in my opinion. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> you know, I just, I feel like people can freestyle and then once it comes down to actually composing a song, they can be absolute trash. That's true. I agree with that. Yeah. So for me, I think you should do whatever you're legitimately good at because when you get put on that platform, that is your opportunity to showcase that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I remember when Travis Scott got on the BET cipher and he decided to do this bum ass freestyle. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he got on Twitter or whatever platform later that day or, or, or week and was like, oh, well, I was just freestyling because it's a cipher. And we'll, look, that's not what this is for. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You got to showcase is, your channel. This right? is to showcase that you're. So, really, <laughs> just to keep my, my answer short, is just, you know, whatever you are legitimately good at, if you're an excellent. If you're excellent with the pen, pin it, pin it. Do not come through to freestyle just because you feel like there's some masculine, macho, <laughs> you know, right, standard yeah. you need to hold. Because we're in 2019. That's just not the case. The biggest rappers don't write for themselves. That's true. That, like, they, if you're writing for yourself, just pat yourself on the back for that. I you know agree. what I yep. mean? <laughs> like, this, the biggest guys in the game aren't even writing for themselves. So, hey. That is true. We have one advantage right there, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I, I love your music. I've seen you perform. I think the Thank Salty you. Frog was the first time I ever saw you. Man in the Mirror, I love that song. Thank you. Um, so you've been putting in a lot of work in your music and for your city, like all the stuff that you mentioned that you've done. Um, how do you remain focused and motivated, like having all that stuff on your plate? My team, to be completely honest with you. Like uh, there was a long time I was doing a lot of this by myself, literally. I used to throw weekly events. Uh, for those who may even remember, you know, give me a give me a give me a shout out. You know, locals only. <laughs> yeah. We used to throw weekly events at El, uh, at Chilados. 
okay. on El Cajon Boulevard. Unfortunately, that fell through. But I used to do all that by myself. You know what I mean? I'd have my little help here and there. But I used to do all this by myself. And it was so difficult and kind of depressing even to manage. And especially considering my main passion is writing and, you know, rapping, yeah. essentially creating music. So to, to be weighed down with all these other things that I have my hands in because I feel that they're necessary. Um, it was very difficult for me to stay focused. And now that I have a team that have that I can just delegate things to that they have a, a very they have a very they're very like minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also very focused as well within they all everyone in 619 has their own business it's, they're not just a part of 619 and there's a period right there yeah you know what I mean so all of us have like our multifaceted you know factors about us yeah and I think that's really what helps me personally yeah. because if my boy Wantel right who's one of the producers in 619 and audio engineers if he is over here creating this production team the year is 93 while at the same time balancing 619 what does that say about me? You know what I mean? Why can't I do the same thing? It's very inspirational yeah. to surround myself with these type of people. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, because sometimes you can't do it alone. Like, mm-hmm. I'm at that point right now where I'm like, damn, I need help. A team. Right? Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then uh, as far as any projects or like albums, are you dropping anything soon? Are you working on anything specifically like singles? Oof. I've been working on the same project for the past two years, I think. Maybe even a little bit longer. Uh, I mean, I've released EP an EP in that time frame as well, just to kind of hold folks over. Just a little four song. Uh, I, uh, See You Soon EP. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not See You Soon EP. It was the I Felt Away EP. Yeah. Uh, but the project that I'm working on currently is called See You Soon. I'm actually working on two. I'm not going to release the name of the other one. Okay. But um, I'm really focused on getting the recording done for See You Soon, okay. just so I can get that released before 2019 is done. Okay. Um, I have a music video in the tuck. You know what okay. I mean? I, I don't know. I'm happy to show you as well. Okay. You know? That'd be dope. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have right now. You yeah. know, just making sure. I wanted to make sure 2019 was my business year. Yeah. You know, I got my music videos off. I, I did that. That was a goal of mine. My other thing that I wanted to do was make sure the business side was straight. And that not only is it set up, but I'm well informed as to how it's set up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 2020 is definitely going to be a year of like, Music, 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 music. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, so the project that you're working on before the year ends, is it like an EP, you said, or is it's it mixtape. I'm, I'm definitely, mix I used to call it an album, but uh, based off certain things that had happened since I first originally started that journey on this project, yeah. Um, I think mixtape is a more appropriate term, okay. more appropriate label. Um, nothing too crazy as far as like the length of songs, and it's really not, I think there's maybe like two features that I have confirmed on there. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're in the recording process now. So, I mean, it, we should definitely be good to go and release by the end of 2019. Cool, cool. And um, how did you become involved involved in the San Diego hip-hop scene? Because I know you talked a little bit about how you started rapping, but how did you actually um, come out here? Because you're from South Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, what do you believe that your sound like differentiates you from your peers? So what got me into the music scene was actually my boy Dre, my boy Dre Rushmore. We had linked up through my boy Josh, my boy Lo, essentially the producer I had mentioned previously and you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just kicking it. And at the time, I wasn't really, this was prior to the Mac Miller concert. At the time, I really wasn't um, too heavy. Or no, this may have been after the Mac concert, but that's neither here nor there. Um, at the time, I wasn't really too heavy into the music just yet. Okay. I hadn't had a studio. I was in that stage of like, damn, I don't have a place to record. Okay. Um, but I also wasn't looking for a place to record. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I remember I was just talking to the, the homie Dre, and he just he stopped me. And he was like, yo, you rap? I was like, 
I mean, I used, I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess like it was one of them stumbled ass answers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was just like, nah, just because you sound like a rapper, like the way your voice and your inflections yeah. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he just said, yo, you sound like a rapper. Previous to this conversation, I never talked to him about that. Yeah. As far as like me being a rapper, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then right as I said that, my boy Lo jumps in and says, yeah, man, my man is this, that, and the third. This dude be rapping. He be yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's like, oh, damn. Well, hyping yeah. him up. <laughs> So he then took me to Cognac Studio. If you ever met Cognac, he's a really dope engineer as well. First studio I've ever been in, uh, at least legitimate studio with real equipment, right? Mm -hmm. And um, from there, I kind of just got started getting more connected with everybody. I think I met Hardini for the first time uh, in that first trip. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to Hardini. Um, and I just try to stay connected and keep going to shows yeah. and things like that. Just keep going to shows really is the best way I felt like to get into the scene. Yeah, if you don't know anybody, it's like, well... You're really just outside the club at that point. How are you going to hate from true. outside the club? Right. Can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how do you think your, your music or like your sound differentiates you from your peers? Because like, like I say, you're from the South Bay, so it doesn't really matter what part of San Diego, but mm -hmm. you know, everybody has a different sound. What would you see, say differentiates you from your peers? I work when I'm inspired, period. Like I only write music when I'm inspired. So what that does is it immediately only allows me to release during those moments which provides a variety because you never feel the same yes, yeah sure. i mean like when's the last time you went two weeks feeling the same like or a week even or a day like yeah. you know what i'm saying there's so many different things that happen through our daily lives that that may put us in a different headspace that's true and uh i lean on that a lot you know what i'm saying i try to get out as much as i can uh at least now i am trying to get out more so i can experience life i think that's the best inspiration life mm -hmm. um you know i mean I, I got into a car accident a couple months ago so mm -hmm. i've had to rely on public transportation a little bit more so i've really gotten to know the city more than i did previously yeah um and i think that's really what i use in my music you know that's really what makes me right now i'm not saying no one else does that that's not what i'm saying at all but at the same time if you ask me what makes me different you know it's maybe that and just to double down maybe the experiences that i have exactly. as well and how i can articulate them yeah. you know so i think if anything that may be what draws a difference okay and i i ask this question sometimes but as far as like the san diego hip-hop scene because like we mentioned there's a lot of talent here mm -hmm. um what do you think or what do you feel um should allow san diego to be in the conversation like with new york and la because every time you mention a rapper usually new york and la are like the main hub mm -hmm. what do you think san diego needs or what are we lacking or, or missing for us to be up in that conversation of like good rappers come from san diego professionalism okay straight like that professionalism that's it that's all nope nothing else <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day um the music is there True. I mean, if this was 2017, you know, I would be telling you, yo, we need more music videos. You know, I mean, we need more people covering the scene. We need more events because it was dry as fuck in 2017. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 2018, we had a lot more events, a lot more events. That's when you know I started I mean? going into the scene. Yeah, there was a lot more people, you know, pulling up their bootstraps and saying, yo, let me throw my own event. I'm not going to wait for someone to book me. You know what I mean? So you have a lot more promoters, even though they may not call themselves promoters. Mm -hmm. We have a lot more promoters now. Um, you know, 2019, I feel like we kind of just doubled down on everything in regards to content being released 
in regards to different types of events, like I was saying before, instead of it just being the typical two hours of DJs and then the rest is live performers. You got no live performers at some of these things. They're just literally legit parties. And day, we even have day parties now in 2019 that are <laughs> within the hip hop space. Yeah. Um, you know, more platforms. There's just so many great things. But really, the only thing, the only thing that I feel like we need to work on is professionalism. That's it. That is all. Because at the end of the day, in this industry, it's not only about who you know, but it's about how well you can follow instructions. That's true. You feel yeah. me? If you can't follow instructions, why am I work with you? You're a liability. Straight like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I tell yeah. you, yo, I need you to come and per- to sound check to make sure your shit is good. You know what I mean? And that's on this date at this time. Yeah. Yo, don't tell me five minutes before you're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For some yeah. bum ass excuse. Yeah, it's you like you got to, like you said, professionalism and punctuality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause because at the same time, it's a career, right? Exactly. My boy, my boy, Nikki Glasses, I'll never forget this, man. I, I met him in college. Yeah. He had, uh, he had invited me over. He had been on tour with Ray J, Lil Boosie. Like, he's in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite engineers I've ever worked with. Because every time I link up with him, he puts me on game. But the first couple times that we were talking, I flaked on him. He would invite me over, yo, come through to the crib. You know what I mean? I'll put you on game with this engineering stuff because at the time I wanted to engineer my own music. Mm -hmm. He was really trying to teach me the ropes, learn me the ropes. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, for whatever reason, I went out partying or I was hanging out with some girl or whatever the case may be instead of that. Mm -hmm. And I would always hit him up. No, hey, man, sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it because X, Y, Z. That happened like twice. Third time I came, I, I came, met him at school. He was like, yo, if it wasn't because of your personality and the fact that I fuck with you, I would not even be talking to you anymore because you yeah, yo, you can't be doing shit like that. If you can come to your job, your nine to five on time every day, you feel me? Come to class on time every day. You should not. You should also be doing that for the career that you want to be within. Mm -hmm. And that changed my life. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, that's a lot of us. Yeah. A lot of us. And then a lot of us are wondering why certain people ain't fucking with us. And hey, your work ethic, right? Yeah, your work ethic. So professionalism. Cool. With capital P. <laughs> <laughs> and um do you feel it's important to listen to other types of music uh besides like hip-hop like i always ask this question because there's people sometimes that just listen to hip-hop which is nothing wrong with that but do you feel you can get inspired more and if so what type of music do you listen to besides rap i would not say that personally i feel like first now i'm not discarding that i'm not disregarding that at all or, or debating that necessarily. Mm-hmm. What I would say is you should start by learning the origins of hip-hop. You know what I mean? I know I sound like an old guy when I say that, but at the same time, too, you really start to appreciate the hip-hop of today when you hear That's the true. hip-hop of yesterday, to mm-hmm. hear where it came from. Here, like, yo, I remember uh, there were a few classic albums that I had heard for the first time, and then, like, I'll listen to it, and I'm like, damn, so that's where that sample came from on this song. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, okay, cool, that's where they got... This reference, yo, people take Jay-Z's lyrics all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like Yeah, and if you don't know, you're not gonna know. You if know? you don't yeah. know at the time, you're just you're gonna go, Oh yo, homie just had a dope bar. Yeah. But then you go and listen to old like Jay-Z's discography and you're like, damn, bro, people just been taking this thing <laughs> shit like <laughs> So I feel like in order to properly cause because honestly, I never really had access to all of Jay-Z's discography. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the albums I did have access to were cool. And I appreciated them, but once he uploaded it and I had streaming and all that, yeah. is when I really started going through it and I noticed all of those, those references and samples. So I would say learn 
the genre you want to work within first? The origins, how did it become a thing? Because remember, mm-hmm. hip-hop, they said that wasn't even going to be a thing for a long time. Now look at us now, mm-hmm. biggest genre in the world. True. So, mm-hmm. um, but now, now that I got that off, mm-hmm. I still recommend you listen to other genres as well. Because music is a big industry. Mm-hmm. It's a big business. So to stay narrow-minded just because we're hot right now, it's only going to mess you up in the long run. You know what I mean? If you look at the big names like Drake or even before Drake, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne released a rock album. Yep. It didn't do so well, but I mean, he tried it. I liked it, it though. He tried, yeah. Right? He tried it. You know, it's always good to be innovative. Prom so. Queen was my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ground Zero. Like, yo, I still remember the names of those yeah. songs. So it, I think for me, I think you should always do things to expand your horizon, but start by laying a foundation first before you do that. Yeah. So you don't get things messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. And you already touched on this, uh, what inspires your lyrics, but is there any uh, specific, besides experiences, like a person specifically or anything like that that inspires your music or lyrics? I think my mom. My mom and my dad. Um, there was a long time where I was scared to even show them my music. My mom, had, for a long time, had been against it because she uh, prefers me to go the education route. You know yeah. what I mean? She has like three degrees now. So it's like... Damn. For for her, it's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing being a rapper? You know, <laughs> like like I didn't name you what I named you to have you to be a rapper. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was one of those type of situations. Um, like, yo, she even stopped really messing with hip hop for a little bit, and they start bumping gospel around me to see if that did something. So, <laughs> so uh, my dad, on the other hand, was always just big on encouraging me just for anything, literally anything. Um, but he noticed me and my passion for music to the point where he got me my first manager, although that didn't work very, work out very well. But um, regardless, those two, I think, definitely played a huge part in influencing my music and my uncle as well. My uncle's like my big brother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, in regards to like some of the first artists that I took a liking to, mm-hmm. I can definitely credit that to my uncle, um, you know, because a lot of people don't even know this. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. You know okay. what I'm saying? I mean, I was only there till I was like five years old. But yeah. at the same time, I still stuck with those southern influences, the slim thugs, the, you know, everybody. So, yeah, you know, that that really played a big part in my in my music. And I try to reference it and pay homage as That's much dope. as I can. And when you're working like on a on a project or a single, like, do you have a concept in mind or does it just kind of depending on what you write, then you'll mold it from there? I'm still pretty early in learning the the project creation process and the best workflow to go about it but what i've been doing at least in regards to the latest project is i kind of draft a a feeling or emotion you know what i'm saying um i look at albums like movies you know you know a director has a purpose for their movie Mm -hmm. you know i mean what's the message that they're trying to give what's the moral of this story you know what i mean what do people come to this movie for you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel like laughing. Let me go put this, this you know what I mean, Bernie Mac movie on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, I feel like crying. Let me go watch Pursuit of Happiness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do people come to this movie for? Yeah. So that's how I see albums. And with okay. See You Soon, I definitely had like a 90s aesthetic to it. Okay. Um, even with a lot of the beats that I put and the drums that are utilized in those beats, it really kind of, you know, screams that, that late 90s vibe. Um, and that's really just how, the way I go about it. You know, what, what are people going to come to this for? You know what I mean? What is my purpose in, in delivering this album? Because if there is no purpose, then I'm wasting everybody's time, <laughs> <laughs> including my own. And what about, um, do you have a favorite song that you've written so far? Or, um, and if so, why? Yeah, um, 
I think I do actually. Um, <laughs> it's actually <laughs> called Nonsense. And the reason why I think it's one of my favorite songs, it's not out yet, unfortunately, but okay. the reason why it's my favorite song is because I think a lot of people really like my energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they like it when I'm energetic. Yeah, I'm cool with the rapidy rap shit, like, in the boom bap and all that. I love boom bap. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm an energetic person. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'll wake up at six in the morning and be like, yo, what up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just that type of guy. I don't even need cocaine. Like, yeah. it's just like... Yeah. natural you know yeah. so um for me i think uh i think nonsense really embodies that okay. you know what i'm saying and it also embodies my personality as well um yeah. in regards to how not stubborn but how much of a spearhead i am yeah you know what i mean like yo i'm open to suggestion but if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, this is my life. This is my career. Like, this is my creation. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a squirrel in my world. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In regards to this specifically, you know? Yeah. So um, I think nonsense really embodies that. It's a really wild beat, like really wild okay. energy on there. I'm like okay. yelling. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, I'm not even, I just started getting into the whole mosh pit bullshit. So okay. I'm happy to have something for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll have to open up the pit for me. Okay. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, and then kind of, I switch it up a little bit towards the end of the interview. Cause uh-huh. it's like a hip hop and a horror blog. So got to ask this, uh, what is your favorite scary movie? If any, and why? I think, I think f- not Friday the 13th. I think nightmare on Elm street. The very first one might be my favorite scary movie. Mm. Yeah, I think that might be my favorite scary movie because, um, oh no, I take that back. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll even actually give it to the Saw series. And the reason why okay. I give it to the Saw series is because I didn't even care about all the gory shit and like yeah. the killing and all that. The message, I thought the story was yeah. fire. Like I thought that story was heat. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think as far as, and I'm not even a big horror guy to be honest with you. Like, yeah. like I used to really like, um, not day after. What what is that movie where dude chops his arm off and he has a chainsaw for it now? And oh, the Evil Dead. The Evil I Dead. Love, I yeah. used to love Evil Dead. Yeah. Like Evil Dead was my shit before, like when it was a scary movie, and even when it became more of like a funny action movie, I thought I was yeah. cool too. But like, no, nah, like I thought the concept of Evil Dead was cool. The latest one that they that came out like four or five years ago was like, all right, you know what I Which mean? Which one, the remake or? Yeah, the remake. Yeah, I, I actually it, liked it. You did? Yeah. I thought it was interesting yeah. how instead of the dude getting the chainsaw, it was the girl. It was a girl. You know yeah. what I mean? Which was cool. Yeah. Like I'm not hating on that. And like I'm over here giving you the eye. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, at the same time too, yeah. like I was really excited about that movie. So yeah. uh, I definitely will give it to the Saw series. Yeah. If I had to give like two honorable mentions, it would definitely be uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Evil Dead. Okay, dope. And um, do you believe in any like supernatural? Like, have you ever had supernatural experiences or anything like that that happened to you? I really believe in the universe. I don't know if that counts. Yeah. But I really like believe in the universe. You know, like, you know, whether it's law of attraction or yeah. just everything having a reason. A purpose same here yeah. you know that's why like even like i said with my albums it, it needs to have a purpose yeah you know and until that purpose is met and that message is like properly articulated i'm not releasing it yeah like yeah. when you're ready you'll know exactly right? so i think I, I think the universe is like my higher power yeah um because i also don't believe we're really in control you know what i'm saying like you can control as much as you can like i said like there's only so many things that that whole you're a squirrel in my world shit applies to 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, we're not truly in control of things. And I'm not even talking on a government level. I'm literally talking on a universal scale. So yeah. um, I try to put my trust in that, you know, and not really beat myself up when I see things going bad. And I really try to appreciate when things are going well. Um, and that's and that's really what it comes down to. Just balance. Yeah, you know what true. I'm saying. Shit's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, hey, if you're listening <laughs> or if you're reading, shit's gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and I was just having that conversation because I went to see the Terminator movie, and they talk about fate. And mm. I always did have that conversation about like free will. Like, you only have a certain amount of free will because mm. there's choices you make that determine your fate, type of thing. So I don't know. It's kind of like one of those conversations where it's like you don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. You only have control of s- certain things. And that fate thing is tricky because it's like. You know, you never really know what that fate is. So, right? I is mean, it like, is it written or not written? You yeah, know, like, yeah. yeah. Are you just telling me that it was meant to happen? Yeah. Or was it like, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's a tricky thing. So yeah. I, I just try and make it simple on myself and just say, yo, hey, the universe asked for it. So shall it be. It is what it yeah. is. What am I going to do? True. And it has its <laughs> sense of humor, too, right? The exactly. Universe. <laughs> you got to learn how to smile. Laugh at yourself, you know? Um, and then if you could be any horror villain, who would you be and why? Probably, probably Jason. Jason. Jason or Michael Myers. I really like Michael Myers. I yeah. grew up, I grew up, <laughs> I really like high key grew up with Michael Myers. Cause that's yeah. like my mom's favorite, like horror villain or yeah. whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I like Michael Myers because he just doesn't die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he has a, a you know, I never, I mean, maybe it's cause I didn't really watch it too much. Yeah. Uh, it's cause I'm not, like I said, a big horror guy, but yeah. um, I don't know. He never really seemed like he had a motive. He was just a savage ass dude. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Am I wrong in that? Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah. He was just a savage. He was just killing because he wanted to kill. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like okay, like you know what I'm saying? Like if I was gonna be anyone, it's him. Like I don't want to have be on revenge or nothing. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. then once I have my revenge, well now I gotta go to jail. Fuck, yeah, like, right. Like it's like no, you're done. Yeah. Let me let me keep wilding. You know. What I'm <laughs> And the fact that he would just walk, he didn't have to, like, run or anything, you know? Yeah, like, and then they'll, yeah. like, shoot him with a whole-ass shotgun and then turn around for two seconds, and, and he's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog. Shout out, Mike. <laughs> um, and then moving back to hip-hop. So you mentioned some of your favorite MCs, but um, who would be, like, I guess your top five, if you have any? That's difficult. That's yeah. very difficult. And it's, I know it's always going to change, because for me, it always changes. Yeah, I was about to say, like, look, <laughs> don't quote me. Because <laughs> I, may, I may say something entirely different in another interview, yeah. so... But right now, I definitely have to give it up to Kanye, of course. Yeah. Um, shit, Ludacris. Ludacris, like, deadass taught me about delivery. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because he's, like, I feel like one of the kings of delivery. Him and 2 Chains. Um, but, yeah, Kanye, Ludacris, Jay-Z. Um, that's three. Uh, I want to put, put Big in there. Okay. And that's not to discredit Tupac, but Big was literally a rapper's rapper. Yeah. You know what His I'm cadence, saying? His cadence, every, everything. Everything about Big was just like, okay, this, like, if I'm thinking of a rapper, I'm thinking of Big. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Tupac was definitely more on, like... He was more poetic for me. Poetic. Least, yeah. He was definitely bigger on impact, which I am as well. And social, yeah, the social, everything. Activism. Yeah. So I just yeah. wanted to get that off. As far as justification as to why big is for it, <laughs> um, I like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, yo, next time you ask me, it might be Tupac. So yeah. who knows? Um, <laughs> and then five, if I had to give it to anyone, because I don't want to cop out and say Tupac. Yeah. Um. um damn. Yeah, I might have to give it to Pac, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go ahead and. 
<laughs> if not, if, if not Pac, then Rakim. Rakim. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like, and I, I'll give him a tie because Rakim is the reason why we all rap like this anyway. That's true. He made the complex rhymes. Like, exactly. There, like, it changed. Like, when I first heard Rakim, I was like, oh, shit. So this is how we got. Like, that's why I'm telling people they need to go and, like, go understand back. the origin so you can really appreciate. Exactly. Because niggas was rapping like. It was all party. It was all about having fun. Yeah, it was about having fun. It's like now it's like, no, you really need to be saying some shit. Like you need to articulate. So Rockin would probably get number five. Tie it with talk. Tie it with Pac. Don't even tie it with Pac. Let him kill me. It's cool. And what about favorite like rap songs and albums? Oof, man. That's actually that's that's a very difficult one. Um I'd like uh the inf- the infamous Mob Deep is definitely one of my favorite albums. I can listen to it from start to finish. Um, Kanye West's graduation, of course. Um, Jay Z's um, "Reasonable Doubt," I can okay. listen to from start to finish. Um, "Ready to Die," I can listen to from start to finish. And I'm very picky, yo. Like, I'm very, I will skip your shit. Yeah, same <laughs> like, here. Like, it, I that era you're talking about, though, that's when they made albums where you can skip a song. It was just like back to back. You can hear the whole thing. Exactly. So it's like, uh, but yo, just to even switch up the dynamic a bit to like a, a, you know, a more recent album, Sylvia Demo by Isaiah Rashad, I think is one of like, I used to wake up every morning. I want to say my junior and sophomore year. I'm sorry, my junior and senior year of high school. Well, maybe my senior year of high school, I think it was. I would wake up at six in the morning and I would, li- I would, you know, while I'm getting ready, you know, I'd go out and smoke, have my hot box or whatever, and I would listen to Isaiah Rashad's Welcome to the Game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just the perfect. I love Heavenly Father. That's yeah. my. This and, and shit. Off Sylvia Demo. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yo, he just has that great morning vibe, that great, yeah. you know, wake and bake vibe. Um, so, yeah, Isaiah Rashad's Sylvia Demo, as well as Welcome to the Game, I think are two good ones. Dope. And what about songs? Like, you can yeah. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, just to go back to the albums. Yeah. Shout out to MASH. That's actually a San Diego artist. He has an mm-hmm. album called Torch Carrier that I recently found out about. Actually, an album I can listen to from start to finish, and I love. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Shout out to MASH. That is a great album. Him and Callie the Dreamer are one of like my favorites out here as far as like from start to finish. This is a great album. You yeah. know what I mean? So okay. big, you know, big shout out to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honorable mention. But songs, I don't think I can give a song, to okay. be honest with you, like in regards to like something that specific, because usually like when I when I listen to music, it's within its body of work. work. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I usually ask this at the end, but what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind either like on a creative level or a personal level? I I want different people to say different things in regards to what I was known for. Like, I don't even want music to be the first thing. Yo, he was one of the dopest rappers. Like, no. I don't even, like, I love rapping. That's my first passion. But at the same time, I feel like if that's all you can say or the first thing that you can say in regards to me, and that's on a consistent cross the board, everybody type shit, I don't know if I did my job. You know what I mean? I don't know if I really did everything that I need to do in this lifetime. Because there's so much that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and one person can, of course, only do so much. But at the same time, one person can do enough that, it, it, you know, shout out to MASH once again, that you can pass the torch on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Tupac laid the groundwork for a lot of people. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I, I big shout out to Pac. But at the same time, I still feel like you need to do things while you're here that solidifies. Shout out Nipsey Hussle, for example. You exactly. Know? Yeah. I think he had employed over 30,000 people. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know the impact he had. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like, um, until he passed, you know? Yeah. Like, it was honestly on some Martin Luther King shit almost when yeah. he died. So, um, that is really where I'm coming from because there were a lot of that's actually what I would say in comparison like Nipsey Hussle you know I hope you know if if the universe is willing to give me a little bit more time to see a lot more of my plans through um but yeah it would definitely be in that same vein of just like damn he was such a a great person one an entrepreneur he he wasn't Mm self-serving um within his craft his his business ethic and stuff so I think that would be really where I would want my legacy to be at Cool. You know, yeah. like, like still there, like in impact, making an impact. So you know, even after you pass. Yeah. You know? So when I'm dead, like you can still go places and be like, "Yo, this is this is Kari's doing. That's cool." You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's dope. And where do you see yourself in the next like five years, or or what's your ultimate goal too? Um, I intend on having a label. I intend on having artists within that label. Um, me, I intend on being an executive. Um, I intend on buying my mom a home. I intend on buying my father a new car. Not that he can't have a home as well, but at the same time, <laughs> I definitely owe him a car because I, I wrecked his when I got in that accident a few yeah. years back. Um, you know what I mean? It, there's, there's, and then, of course, too, just having several businesses under my belt as well. You know, whether it's, you know, my own business or helping someone else start their own business through a venture with me. Yeah. Um, when five years, I just in, intend on if I wanted to retire, I could. That's where I see myself in five years. If I wanted to just say, fuck it and go live in Cuba, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I could and I would be great for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Boom. Nice. And um, lastly, like I have people shout out any platforms or anybody in specifically that they want to shout out. Shout out 619. You know, I, I am so grateful for everyone that. And when I say 619, I don't even just specifically mean my team. Everyone that's worked with us. I consider you as well a piece of 619, you know what I mean? Even if it's indirectly. Um, I completely value everything that you have contributed to our cause in regards to providing an experience for San Diegans and just Californians or just people in general that may be in the vicinity and they want to have a quality time, you know? So big shout out to, to 619 as well as the scene that has welcomed us and accepted us as a, as a platform. Also, I want to shout out my family um, for being very supportive, not only just, you know, when I when I feel like I have a problem and I need to talk about it, but for finances as well. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you have to have people that you can lean on. And when you do have those people you can lean on, you want to make sure you acknowledge them. So, um, you know, shout out to my team. Shout out to my fam. Shout out to uh, the people that support us. Shout out to you. You know what I mean? Shout out to the other platforms that actually aim to showcase San Diego hip hop and and the San Diego creative scene period. I'm going to stop saying hip hop. The San Diego creative scene period in regards to like, yo, there's more that we offer. It's not just beaches. Yeah, exactly. It's not just call centers up and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? It's not just a dilapidated mall downtown. Like, no, we have a creative Creative scene and and a lot of talent that comes with it. So I want to really shout out everyone that's really working 24 seven, putting in 16 hour days, even though you have a nine to five type shit to make sure that your craft is exactly where it needs to be and make sure that it's showcased properly. But we all as a whole do need to work on professionalism. 
So I just hope that that is at the forefront of anyone and everyone's mind uh, moving forward. If you know you happen to peep this yeah. interview, <laughs> thank, you, I know. thank you for putting that out there because it's always good to hear feedback from somebody else. You know, the outside perspective. But uh, mm -hmm. I appreciate you sitting down with me and your time. Yeah, thank you for coming through. I yeah. appreciate you. Well, thank you.